she wins a copy of Gandhi's favourite vegetable and a tin of daffodils. <laughs> and now we say hello to Radio 4, who join us as usual at this time of day for our weekly arts programme. What's going on? Which, unlike most other arts programme this week, comes from the Edinburgh Festival. So here's your chance to find out what's going on with me, and Adapter, and the rest of the radioactive DJs. <laughs> Mike Flex here in Bonnie, Scotland, as they say, with the radioactive team. Right, Mike? Okay, the new Mike. <laughs> uh, okay, the new indeed Mike, yes. Uh, yes. Well, it's a bro bricked moonlit nicked the nicked <laughs> on this beautiful sunny afternoon. <laughs> yes, as they say, Mike. As they say indeed, Mike. Yeah. Uh, got your kilt on? <laughs> no, Mike, these are trousers. <laughs> Great, super. Yeah. Okay. Seen any haggis yet, Mike? Well, saw a couple copulating in Princess Street Gardens, Mike. <laughs> but no haggis. No. <laughs> Well, one of the features of the festival each year is the traditional cavalcade. And this year, Radioactive is indeed proud to be sponsoring the float at the very head of the procession. And I understand they're waiting uh, for the word to round the corner into Princess Street and get the 1983 cavalcade underway. So let's awa the new Jimmy and join our man on the float, Nigel Pry. Yes, indeed, and all around thanks, Mike, here, Nigel Pry. And is it now? Yes, and I believe that's the sign. So let's all underway for the cavalcade 1983. Well, all at present going, but us apparently not at this present moment with a slight starting problem. Well, still not a problem, seems to be on the tricky side, and as I speak, uh, well, a narrow back street and literally no room for the party on both sides here, so angry voices. Well, <laughs> all the shouts with get the move on bloody right now, and though uh, some nudging gentle perhaps in the purple float. Ah, yes, and why not a small push with the cavalcade, not as yet at this moment. Uh, yes, another nudge, and it's thanks very much, so perhaps a try with the starting again. No, another push, super, and it's so cavalcade, maybe not as such this year with the floats, but next, well, who knows, and with a few cheerful but stern looking towards me, hello, chaps, it's back to Mike with the studio. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks, Nigel. Nigel Pry there, uh, coherent as ever. Uh, one of the contenders for the much-coveted Fringe Firsts Awards, uh, given out as ever by the popular Scottish boating magazine, The Yachtsman, is the controversial <laughs> and politically radical group uh, comprising solely of black lesbians and calling themselves Feminists Against Theatre, uh, whose four-hour production, uh, which they wrote and directed themselves, they refused to perform every day from one o'clock until five. Well, uh, here with me now is the leader of the company. I'm not the leader. We don't have leaders. Uh, oh, well, the um, member of the company, then. Ah, uh, come on. It's not a company. We're a collective. Oh, right. Well, a uh, member of the collective, then. Mrs. Jackie... Jack! Uh, Mrs. Jack... Ms. Ms. <laughs> Ms. Jack Chapman. Huh? Uh, Chapwoman. What? Uh, uh, <laughs> person. Um, uh, person, person. Right. Uh, well... Uh, <laughs> You've, uh, you've chosen to call your production by a name that's uh, not normally associated with feminism or the world of human rights. Yeah. Uh, so why have you chosen to call it Lemon Sorbet? Well, because of the political overtones. And what are the political overtones of Lemon Sorbet? Well, it's white, right, and it's supposed to be lemon. Ah. <laughs> Edinburgh, Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. 
Well, it must be uh, pretty difficult to choose the best fringe show since there are over 500 productions here, including 150 productions of Marat Saad. <laughs> but, uh, well, as you can probably tell from the noise, I'm now in the busy fringe club where all the theatre groups have come together to meet people from the press and from the media. An adapter here squeezing through the crowd to talk to Stephen Prosperoff, who's here, starring in his own one-man show. That's right. I played the only character and I also wrote the play and directed it. I also designed it and did all the lighting and also did all the costumes and the makeup. I see. And I also sell the tickets and serve the refreshments in the interval. <laughs> the show has got some rather bad reviews. Well, it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, uh, here with me in the corner is art expert uh, Brian Clamp up here in Edinburgh uh, to give an award for the best poster, and I believe this is the one you've chosen, Brian. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, it's extremely powerful. It's showing, as it does, a severed hand mm. holding a bloody sword, while behind it a dog is hung from a branch of an oak tree. Yes. And uh, what's it advertising? Uh, Dr. Wizzy's Magic Puppet Show. Okay. <laughs> free tickets, free tickets, free tickets over here. What show are you in? Uh, I'm not in a show, I'm from the BBC. And you're giving away free tickets? No, I want them. Free tickets, give me some free tickets. <laughs> and now it's the... <laughs> I'm the Happy Happy Clown from the Happy Happy Clown Show. <laughs> seen the Happy Happy Clown Show. We've got lots of fun and laughs. Yes, <laughs> you won't stop laughing. You must come and see the Happy Happy Clown Show. Yes, oh, don't go. You must come with me to the Happy Happy Clown Show. Here, let me pin a Happy Happy Clown badge on your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Going on. What's going on? Scottish playwrights have indeed enjoyed a history of success here at the festival, and this year is no exception with the acclaimed Scots Wahey by Alan McDougall, picking up a fringe first, and being selected unanimously by each one of the panel of judges. Well, let's just hear an extract from it now. Hey, Paul! What did you... Can't see it! See it all? It's actually a screen. Don't call a big enough I said, throw an awful man. Oh? Come on, look at me. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Scott Square Hay by Alan McDougall. And we have three of the judges here who awarded it the Fringe First Prize. Albert Young, critic for the Scotsman. Uh, what impressed you most about it? Yeah, well, it's rare to see a play deal so sensitively, I felt, with the plight of house orderlies in Scottish hospitals. And mm. setting it in a casualty ward in Aberdeen, I thought, was a masterstroke. Mm. Angela Downs, arts correspondent, do you agree? Well, actually, I thought it was a study of homosexuality in a Glaswegian prison. Ah, well, Jeremy Andrews, drama critic, there seems to be a bit of confusion here. Uh, which do you think is right? Uh, well, I'm afraid I thought it was a medieval fairy tale. What? <laughs> no, no, but, but, but they were house orderlies in a hospital. No, they were in prison. No, you wouldn't get house orderlies in a prison. But they weren't house orderlies, they were printmakers. No, they were goblins. Goblins? goblins. <laughs> it was based on the Robbie Burns poem. No, well, why were they in hospital? Well, they weren't, they were in prison. Ah, thank you. For killing the pixies. What? <laughs> Well, there clearly seems to remain some doubt as to the precise theme of the play, but you all voted for it, so that's the main thing, and it's on at the Assembly Rooms at 9 o'clock every night. According to this publicity handout, Scots Wahey by Alan McDougall is the amusing account of two Scots athletes of the Moscow Olympics of 1980. Well, uh, each year here at the festival, many of the stars of tomorrow can be seen uh, in the various university productions, and every student therefore hopes to be spotted, even if they only have one line. <coughs> Lord and Lady Postlethwaite to see you, sir. Yes, thank you, Travers. You may go. 
Lord and Lady Postlethwaite. Yes, thank you, Travis. To see you, sir. Yes, thank you. Lord and Lady Postlethwaite to see you, sir. Yes, thank you, Travis. Lord and Lady Postlethwaite to see you, sir. Lord and Lady Postlethwaite to see you, sir. To see you, Lord and Lady Postlethwaite. Will you get off? Uh, Mr. Bloodworth, I'm Lord Postlethwaite. <laughs> Delighted to meet you. Mr. Bloodworth, I'm Lord Postlethwaite. Now it's time for radioactives come adhesive from thrill kill. You walk along through the city streets, or do you? Is there someone out there waiting to get you? They're after your handbag, your wallet, your purse. Be safe, or you'll be sorry. Boy, a mugging alarm from Honest Run. Good, isn't it? Nasty muggers for only five ninety nine, and that's not all. Soon as they hear you mugging along, honest ones vigilante squad will rush to your assistance. They will leave you of your handbag, wallet, and purse that tempted a mugger in the first place. Now you can walk the streets for nothing to lose. Good, isn't it? Honest run, honest run, the others are a con. Well, one show in the Fringe programme that attracted the Come attention... Come and see the Happy Happy Clown Show. You won't start laughing at the Happy Happy... <laughs> Sorry about that. One show in the Fringe programme that's attracted the attention of Uncle Mike Stan, the kiddies' favourite, featured puppets and conjuring with jelly in the interval and going home presents. But unfortunately, it was described as not suitable for children. So he decided to give it a miss, and instead he's gone along to see his first ever serious play and record for us an extract from Hamlet. My Lord Hamlet, why look you so pale of a sudden? Methinks I see my father's ghost. <laughs> Where, my lord? Behind you! Behind you! <laughs> my lord, I see nothing. Surely it is not there. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> but yet, I tell you, it is there. Oh, no, it isn't! <laughs> uh, it is gone, and, and yet methinks it will return again. My lord, I doubt it. We want the ghost! <laughs> That murdering fiend, the king, my uncle. Yeah, Hamlet. Hamlet. 
made thy mother ask Hello, thee that... boys and girls. Uh, Hello, I'm on stage now because we don't want him, do we? No. We, what do we want? We want a song, don't we? Yes. Now, all together, there's a tiny uh, house. I, I have a sword here. Shouldst use, I should, and make it a mighty blow. Then gilly gilly, also pepper cat. making quite an impression on I can't say that, Happy Happy Clown Show. <laughs> Sorry about that interruption. Well, one of the groups making quite an impact in Edinburgh is the Prison Theatre Company, the cast of which are all out on parole to perform their show live at Her Majesty's pleasure. The first time I saw the show, I was particularly impressed to see that it had a cast of over 50, but when I went back to see it again, I was somewhat surprised to see that the cast had shrunk to three. <laughs> them now handcuffed to uniformed police officers. <laughs> so if you want to see that show, I suggest you get along as quickly as possible. Feeling good, thank God I'm alive, listening to local papers are suddenly inundated with theatrical productions to attend during the festival, and many of the journalists are hard-pushed to fit them all in. One such reporter is Alistair Scott of the Octomachty Ecclefeck and Mercury, who reads to us now a typical day from his diary. 10 a.m. Haven't slept now for 72 hours. <laughs> Staggering to give us a job, a moving play about unemployed teenagers in Liverpool. <laughs> That is the most moving play about unemployed teenagers in Liverpool I've seen since yesterday. <laughs> I particularly enjoy the seats, which are deep and comfy with armrest. <laughs> 1pm. The Norwich Polytechnic players present the Trojan Wars. This is a moving and highly realistic study of man's inhumanity to man performed in the round. 3pm. Surgeons at Edinburgh General finally remove the spear. 5pm. <laughs> the New York University players present Brideshead Revisited. I leave after Charles' opening remark to Sebastian. Quit messing with the bear, you faggot. Arrive at Edinburgh Airport for LSE militant tendency production of Grounded, a moving study of unemployed airline pilots in Liverpool. Great idea performing it on a plane. The seats recline and have headrests. 12pm. Midnight performance by the wonderful Kiri Takanawa, a woman of extraordinary sensitivity and dresses. Unfortunately, she sings, which keeps me awake. <laughs> 2 a.m. Oh, God. Late night cabaret by the Strathclyde University deaf and dumb vocal ensemble. <laughs> this is more like it. Radio well, Mike Channel here, and I have with me uh, Colonel Bagnot Wolpshot, uh, Organiser-in-Chief of the Edinburgh Military Tattoo. Uh, what actually happens at the Tattoo, Colonel? Well, there are lots of brass bands that march up and down playing music in tight formation. <laughs> Just brass bands? No, no, we have pipe bands as well. And what do they do? Well, they march up and down playing music in tight formation. <laughs> Great. Well, what sort of music do they play? I'm not really sure. But whatever it is, it's played in damned tight formation. Yes. Uh, what else is there of interest, uh, getting away for a moment, if we can, from the tightness of formations? Well, of course, there's the motorbike display. Uh-huh. Some of the chaps race around on motorbikes, jumping over things, all in damned tight... Formation. ...leather trousers. <laughs> and both formations 
and damnably tight. Yes. Uh, so, uh, are there any major changes you'd like to see? Yes, there is. The audience. The audience. Yes, they're so sloppy, you see. You'd like to see them in tighter formation. You see, they come in willy-nilly. They sit wherever they want to. You'd like to see them in tighter formation. They wear whatever they want to and enjoy whatever they want yes, to. you'd like to see them in tighter formation. They're a bloody disgrace. Yes, you'd like they to see... They ruin the whole thing. You'd like to see... If them... I had my way, I'd have them in... Tighter formation. Half an hour before the show and drill them properly. Oh, I see. To sit in tighter formation. <laughs> Well, back in the festival today, and Mike Hunt is really taking his life in his hands because I believe he has volunteered to take part in a dangerous magic act, ouch, where you have to lie in a box and be sawn in half. And I believe he's in position now, Mike. Uh, that's right, Mike. Yes, I'm in position, and uh, the saw looks pretty sharp, and uh, here he goes, sawing through the box now. Oh! Uh, Mike, are you all right, Mike? Mike? Uh, oh, yes, but I think my hand must have slipped. I uh, uh, seem to have cut this poor bloke's leg off. Uh, <laughs> you still live and learn, don't you, eh, Mike? Yes, I suppose so. Can I have another volunteer, please? Anyone else? We'll speak to you later, Mike. Now on radioactive One of the perennial highlights of the festival is the appearance of the Cambridge Footlights. Now, this famous review group has uh, been a launching pad for such up-and-coming stars as Peter Cook, John Cleese and David Fro and Bill Oddie. <laughs> now, Uncle Mike spoke to one of this year's Footlight stars, Dave Sparrow. Dave, Dave, I expect you've got another wacky collection of witty songs and sketches lined up for us, yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very good, though, I like that. <laughs> I mean, we want to make people more aware of their political situation. <laughs> Silly person, you. <laughs> Look, we'll be talking about uh, the bomb, yeah. about unemployment, about the third world. <laughs> That's it. It's great. And there'll be lots of jolly jokes about Mabel's and cream teas lazing about on the river, yeah? Hey, listen, look, this image of Cambridge students punting on the river and going to fascist Mayballs, I mean, it's total fabrication, OK? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I didn't catch a punchline. <laughs> No, there is no punchline. I mean, the Holocaust is the only punchline left. I mean, there's no time for jokes anymore. No jokes? No. So it's just songs, is it? <laughs> Look, we use music in the show as a way of conveying the folk songs of the working class to a predominantly middle-class festival audience. Oh, goody. <laughs> and are you going to sing us one now? All right. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, it's called Political Exploitation. Fight for your rights. I like punting on the river, I like strawberries in the sun, drinking lots of shampoos from Jolly Harris hampers, hurrah, 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 hurrah. It's a tiny house, there's a tiny house, by a tiny street, by a tiny street, <laughs> where nothing left, where nothing left. Uh, yes, student drama, <laughs> is it? Thank you, Mike. Student drama is, of course, one of the main... ...is, of course, one of the main features of the Festival Fringe, and the age-old rivalry between the dark blues of Oxford University and the bright greens of Hatfield Polytechnic... <laughs> ...still persists. This year, Radioactive is turning its attention to Lucinda Lenin, director of Hatfield Polytechnic's Theatre Workshop, whose production of Brecht's Der Mutterfurke von Kuhn, <laughs> the incestuous person of Cologne... In its original seven hour version. The group work using improvisational methods, from which they gradually form, over a number of experimental workout situations, a basic improvised text, which they then discard in favour of Brecht's original. <laughs> the scene we are about to hear takes place in a busy main street in Shanghai around the turn of the century. 
On stage, to evoke the atmosphere of a crowded market square, there are two stalls and a milk jug. <laughs> Tin Tin, the principal character, is seeking some rice and sweet figs for his starving family. Good day, Chief Burgomaster of the town of Shanghai of the province of Shetswan. A good day, civilian. How fares your poverty? Why? I have not seen food in seven days, good Burgomaster, save one festive crust I stole from a wealthy businessman's dustbin for my seven starving children. And how much did you pay him for it? I stole it, good Burgomaster, as I have just now confessed. Stole it? Then you must pay for it in possessions, equal to the value of one crust of bread. But I have none, good Burgomaster. I have only the clothes you see me wearing, and a wife and seven starving children. Then you need some steel to stay alive. As indeed I have, good Burgomaster. What? You have stolen from whom? <laughs> Mr. Zeng, the grain merchant, good Burgomaster. Then you must pay for it. Here now, the song of the poor civilian with a starving wife and seven hungry children. To see that show, I'm afraid to say it's no longer running. <laughs> As it closed some 20 minutes into its first performance. play a record which is dedicated to some of the many many friends we've made up here in Edinburgh and it goes out for Iona Campbell who would like me to say hello to Gordon McCorkadale and says I love you Gordon and she also says hello to our very own Mike Channel and for Moira Patterson who also says hello to Gordon McCorkadale for Gordon McCorkadale who says hello to Iona Campbell and adds what's all this about Mike Channel <laughs> for Iona Campbell who says hello to Gordon McCorkadale and says Never mind about Mike Channel. Who's this Moira Patterson who keeps sending you messages? For Moira Patterson, who says hello to Iona Campbell and says, Tough titties, Iona. Gordon's moving in with me so you can just lump it with that clapped old old has-been Mike Channel. And for Mike Channel, who says, For God's sake, don't drag me into this. I'm a happily married man. If my wife finds out what I've been doing up here with Iona Campbell, she'll kill me. So there you are. For all of you and for Mrs. Mike Channel, if she's listening... Record, which comes from the latest all-girl group to follow in the wake of Banana Rama and the Bell Stars. Currently performing up here in Edinburgh, it's Banana Starters. your right foot in front of your left foot. Now move your left foot forward in front of your right foot. Move your right foot back in front of your left foot. And you're marching. Stand, 
Move your right foot forward and swing your left arm. Now swing your right arm around the back of your neck. Grab your left leg, give it a sharp pull, and bring your right knee up smartly under your chin. And here is what you do. Well, that last piece of uh, music from Banana Starters just about concludes Radioactive's cultural roundup of the Edinburgh Festival. But before we go, here's our chairman and major shareholder, Sir Norman Tonsil, who, with a certain amount of gentle persuasion, has agreed to say a few words about how he has especially enjoyed spending his day here at the Edinburgh Festival. Sir Norman. Uh, my day started at the Festival Exhibition of Modern Art. Uh, the first so-called painting in the gallery featured a woman with five breasts and a fish sticking out of her ear. <laughs> which I'm pleased to say I nudged off the wall with my elbow. <laughs> uh, the second was supposed to remind me of the sea, which it did. It made me feel decidedly sick. <laughs> Leaving the gallery, I paused briefly to thump a clown who tried to pin a badge on me. <laughs> then paid £3.50 to see the International Dance Company, who could only have been choreographed by a blind rugby player on a bad morning. <laughs> I then thought, why not go to a lunchtime theatre show? Well, in fact, lots of reasons why not occurred to me, so instead, I decided to seek solace in the festival cinema. The film was shot in Turkey, as indeed the director should have been. <laughs> then thrown into the Bosphorus in a sack. Finally, I saw an unbelievably stupid play about two homosexuals, which was described as thought-provoking. <laughs> well, the only thought it provoked in me was that if all homosexuals had their bottoms sewn up, they'd die out. And I, <laughs> I, for one, wouldn't miss them. Uh, the day finally ended on a happy note for me and indeed the rest of Edinburgh as I spotted the happy clown limping out of the infirmary and chased him for a hundred yards before stumping him in a back alley. <laughs> Radioactive was performed by Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Jeffrey Perkins, Philip Pope, and Michael Fenton Stevens. Music was by Philip Pope and Mike Schilling, and the programme was written by Angus Deaton and Jeffrey Perkins, with additional material from John Cantor, Richard Curtis, Murray Hunter, and John Doherty, Roger Blainer, Helen Murray, Nick Wilton, and the producer, Jamie Ricks. in a series of exchanges between Radio 4 and Radioactive, and we hope you've enjoyed the style and quality of broadcasting. If you have not appreciated any of the content or have been offended by any part of it, please telephone this number to register your complaint. 01584-2493. That number once again, 01584-2493. Thank you.